this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. I have flown, I have sailed, I have moved about this world of ours, and ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Previously on Wormwood, mysteries abound, and it's all becoming too much for Dr. Xander Crow as he finds himself lost in the dark trappings of town. With threats all around, time running out, and the realization that he is cut off and on his own without the help of his assistant, Sparrow, the time has come for the doctor to reveal a few dark tricks up his sleeve. Tragedy forced Dr. Xander Crow down the dark pathways of the occult, and he was transformed. Now, chasing the vision of a dead woman, Dr. Crow finds himself in the haunted town of Wormwood, where evil lurks in the shadows and stains the souls of its inhabitants. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 19, Necromancy and the Art of Making Friends, written by Rob Allspaugh. So, Tom, this Julian Calendar fella you're looking for, what makes you think he could be dead? You found another body, Sheriff? Oh, 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 can I examine the body for extra credit in my anthropology class? No, Jimmy. No, 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 it, it's nothing like that. Something's just a little off, and that seems to be enough to go on these days. I'm sure it's nothing, Sheriff, but we need to consolidate our efforts. We don't need to do anything, Crow. I agreed to work with you on the weird stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm still the sheriff, and I've got a responsibility to the community. Which is best served by helping me figure out why I'm here. For the dead woman. Uh, Emily? Crow, this is the sound of me ignoring you. I'd like you to pay attention. Uh, Dee, another cup of coffee, please. So, tell me about this hunch of yours, Tom. I don't know, Dee. It's it's just a feeling. Are you, like, seeing any ghosts or undead ghouls or anything, Sheriff? Because I've been working on... No, 
Jimmy. What's that briefcase you've got there, Sheriff? Hmm? Urban male businessman crossed with yokel do-gooder? Well, uh, this... Uh, oh, nothing really. Just something someone lost. Dibs, if no one claims it. Hush, Jimmy. Your missing person. Don't you worry about this one, Crow. I'll handle it. You just figure out what the hell is up with this muddy man thing. Yes, well... Be that way. The fine letter notwithstanding, I'm sure it's unimportant anyway. What is of great importance is the group of hooded gentlemen who attacked me. The what now? Black robes, sinister whispers. Any ideas? Oh, don't tell me this, Crow. My apologies, Sheriff. Did I mention that my encounter with the hooded men ended when Brent Saunders kidnapped what? me? Crow, what do you mean? Oh, it's no bother, really. All's well that ends well. He's really rather harmless, I think, although he did have a knife. Crow, you've got to tell me about these things. Where was he? Ah, well, I suppose he stormed off looking for Hank Mason. What? Why? I may have insinuated that his anger should more properly be directed at the man who stole his wife. Ah, Christ! But I'm fairly certain he's not tied into this mud creature, which brings me... Crow, do me a favor... And don't do me any more favors. Now I've got to go round up Brent before he gets into any more trouble. If you want to leave that briefcase with me, perhaps I could take a look and help. I think you've done enough for one day, Crow. You know, I was kidnapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Doc, but listen. I need to know that what you've just told me can't be interpreted in some other way that's convenient for you. This isn't wordplay, right? I mean, you were attacked... And Brent Saunders has unraveled and might be going after Hank? Did I mention the knife? Drexel. Drexel, son, are you there? Deputy Drexel here. What can I do you for, Sheriff? Did the boy grow a spine overnight? Nah. Wait, is Irene there? Uh, yeah, Sheriff. She's right here. You tell her to tell her mama that I went out to her farm early this morning and found nothing that would cause the ruckus she reported last night. All right, Sheriff. No problemo. Oh, by the way, I'm down here at the saving shop. Do you like non-dairy creamer? They've got something here. It, it's a hazelnut thing. Wayne, forget that for right now. I, I need you to call State and put out an APB on Brent Saunders. APB? All points bulletin, Wayne. Remember we, we went over that? Do that and, and meet me at Brent's house. Right, Sheriff. Thanks, Wayne. I'll meet you there. Here's a cup to go, Tom. Oh, thanks, Dee. Oh, I'm off again. Perhaps I should go with. You stay put! You really know how to make an entrance, Xander. You're looking rather lovely today, Deirdre. I know when I'm being sweet talk, Dr. Crow. Yes, I have been told that it's not one of my better skills. I've got an idea, Xander. Maybe you should get to the point. Lord knows a lady loves to dance, but the way you circle around a point goes a little beyond what most people... Right, 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 right. Thank you for your refreshing candor, Deirdre. Now... The point. Yes. Young Master Details suggested to me that you once worked in a carnival. Is that so? He hypnotized me, Dee. Sorry, he uses powers of persuasion. I gave him 50 cents and a half-eaten chocolate bar. I was hungry. That dampens my willpower. It's not a secret, Jimmy. I just don't advertise. I totally didn't tell him about the shrunken head. Ah, oh, quite right. 
quite right. Not interested. Now, about this carnival. Did you know a lobster boy? Jimmy, Grady Styles was a murderer. Jimmy, I'm done with you now. Go scamper. Do your little music thing. Fine. I'm working on a new song anyway. He stormed into town in a big black coat and fugly hand. <sighs> something, something, something. Then he put the devil in a head. Like... Devil in a head. Like... Devil in a head. Like... You know this is me like a chainsaw noise. If he wasn't so easy to manipulate, I might have to euthanize him. Now... Working at a carnival. Must have been very interesting. Not really working. I lived with a family that ran the carnival. They were American gypsies, for lack of a better term. Romanian descent? Radu Vasily and his wife Ileana. They had a son by the name of Nikolai. Is that Romanian enough for you, sugar? I see. Do you know why I unearthed the body of Emily Saunders? You dug her up? You tore into Emily's grave? Don't you have any respect, Xander? Emily Saunders was not killed by Dexter Nolan. He may have put the final touches to the murder, but she was dead before she hit the water. She was poisoned. Poisoned? But why? By who? I don't know. I was hoping you could answer those questions. Why do you think I have the answers? Emily Saunders died of a massive dose of arsenic. Whoever poisoned her wanted to keep it quiet and hide it from the authorities. How do you know that? The poison was disguised with devilish weeds, an exotic concoction which I believe is known as... A Romanian funeral potion. Oh, my God, Emily. I, I didn't... Why did you poison Emily Saunders, Deirdre? What? Oh, no, no. I didn't... You I made didn't. the potion, Deirdre. Yes, I made the potion, but it wasn't for... It wasn't meant for Emily. I... Oh, my God, you have got to believe me. And who was the potion for, Deirdre? I... Oh, God, I made... I made it for Katrina Edison. Katrina? That's... Well, that's the woman who died, the theater owner. But why would she kill... She told me it was for herself. She told you she wanted to kill herself. Look, I don't expect you to understand this, but... You wanted to help her. I believe that if someone wants to go, you've got to help them go. You're quite the knockoff Kevorkian, aren't you? Not funny. As I said, I don't expect you to understand the code by which I live. But Why? What caused her such distress? She told me she couldn't have a child. She couldn't conceive for Charles, and she knew it was only a matter of time before he left her for someone who could. At least, that's what she told me. She seemed so distressed, and I believed her. And then she poisoned Emily. I had no idea. And now both Katrina Edison and her husband Charles are dead. Killed by that creature, supposedly. Katrina ended up on the grill of a big rig, but I take your point. The answers which I so desperately seek appear to lie with two dead people, which is unfortunate. Do you have any single malt whiskey, Andy? You can get your hooch at the convenience store on the outskirts of town. You mean there's an actual merchant who sells alcohol in bottles and no one told me? That would have saved me you from... You seem more desperate than usual for your fix. Indeed. If I want the answers I seek, I fear tonight will be a very long one.
Minnow? It's Crow, Minnow. I've come to make peace and share whiskey. Peace offering up for grabs. Hello? Right. Not here. Probably scoping out the local high school for cheerleader tryouts. Let's see what we have here. Good Lord Menno. Why do you have a bed down here, and why don't I want to hit it with a UV light? Well, since Menno isn't around at the moment, I might as well take a peek and try to get to know our dear doctor. Boring, 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 good boring, 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 good lord, the people of Wormwood are so humdrum, it's amazing I was even dragged here. Now what's this? File on Emily Saunders. I'm surprised she even let Menno do a pap smear on her. Brave girl. Well, what's this in the bag? Oh, a journal of some kind. Now, this is what I was looking for. Book of do's and who I haven't done. Crap. Menno's smut book. Although it doesn't surprise me that Menno keeps a book like this. Must read more. I imagine her upstanding husband might kill Menno for this. What about over here? Well, it looks as though I'll have to get my answers the hard way. Damn. Let's see what we have here. Ooh, Charles Edison. Your head is clean off, poor chap. And the rest of you may just have to be collected in a sack. So that would mean that this lovely... Ah, yes, Katrina. That truck certainly did a number on you, my dear. I am not sure which is worse, Muddy Man or Peterbilt. Let's see if we can just prop your head up just a tiny little bit. Okay, let me put that bit back in there where it belongs. Ah, better. The lovely couple. Now, let's see what you have to say. Katrina Edison and Charles Edison, the dead which I speak. You are the dead that I seek. Spirit of Vulgate, force the spirit to call to the gate. Spirits of the damned, you may now approach this gate and answer truly to my calling. Miral, Beruant, Gab, Agaba. Arise, I charge, and call thee! Behold the payment of which I offer Volgate. Behold the payment for thy assistance. I've 
spilt blood from the hand of glory into the circle of Bulgati. I'm so sorry, old chap. Now bring forth these two unfortunates. I assure you, this hurts. Charles Edison and Katrina Edison now chopped up you bastard! my legs. Right over there in that bin, zipped up in the baggie. I'm dead. Really dead. This isn't supposed to. Where's Charles? I'm I'm right here, Katrina. I'm right beside you. I can't seem to reach you. Yes, listen, you're both dead. Hmm? And not the pretty kind of dead. I need you to get over it because what I'm doing is not going to last long enough for the two of you to register shock. Hmm? Charles. That wasn't Jonesy outside the theater. I know. Are you really dead, Katrina? Did the money man come for you? We're never going to get Dexter now. I don't want to hear that. We never got a chance to play. Dexter Nolan? Tell me about your relationship with the boy. Play? How can you call it play when all you were concerned about was conditioning an innocent child to kill a school teacher? That's not playing, Charles. Did he kill a school teacher? You mean em- Emily Saunders? I never nagged you. You were always willing. My God, are you responsible for Dexter's programming? You convinced me that we needed a child, and I agreed. But I wanted your child, Charles. No, Katrina. You wanted anyone's child didn't have to be mine. Well, you never satisfied me. What? If you want to relive my past mistakes, here's one. You're too small. You said size doesn't matter. I, I lied. You lied? All women lie. Get used to it. I always knew you were the reason why we couldn't have babies. You're shooting blanks with that derringer. How could you be so cruel? Oh, just to rub some more salt in your saintly wounds. I should tell you that I recognize the ceiling. We're in Menno's love basement. Aren't we? He had a 357 with quite a kick. You bitch. What about you, Crow? Are you packing six-shooter? Are you fully automatic? My special place is for the living and reasonably intact. Now, if you're done with your family squabble, time is of the essence. Tell me about the Romanian funeral potion. Oh, so you know about that, do you? Yes, well... Poor Deirdre had no idea what it was really for. Why did you poison Emily Saunders? Katrina, you didn't. She was going to die anyway. That was part of the ritual. You've ruined us all. Charles, tell me about the ritual. But if she died early, then Dexter wouldn't have to kill her. 
he could have been saved. Trina, now we don't even know if the ritual worked. What was the point of the ritual, damn it? You've got to tell me now! The house didn't care, but I loved him. I loved Dexter. He could have been ours. I don't think Peggy Nolan would have seen it that way. Now the poor child's soul is lost forever. And it's all your fault. My fault? Would you two please stop your prattling for the love of God? You were so certain that Dr. Crow was the sign we were looking for. Yes, tell me, what sign? Why was I summoned here? You're so selfish. Please... You were going to t- leave me anyway. I was not. You wanted your own child. I could see it in your eyes. Who's down there? Crow, what the hell are you doing? Would you believe a puppet show? Damn it. I, I tell you to get the hell out of town and I find you down here desecrating more bodies. What the hell are you doing with those heads? Meadow, don't come any closer. You mustn't step inside. Crow, I'm not some lackey you can boss around. This is my place, and I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. Meadow, I am warning you. Don't cross the threshold. I won't be held responsible. All right, I've had enough of you and your self-centered crap. You are going to get the ass kicking you rightly deserve. Meadow, stop. Don't. Blow it out of your ass. Ah. Uh, watch out! Stop picking the table! You're going to make us... Fall. Uh, Meadow, stop! Uh, I've got a very complicated spell here, and I need to concentrate. Get out of town! Uh, I don't risk my soul on this reanimation spell just to see you ruin everything! I need those answers! Was that a bottle? No, Meadow, get off or something terrible will happen to both of us. Please, I beseech you. Fine. What's so terrible? Where are you? Where are you? Please don't be broken. What are you looking for? Oh, this whiskey. I thought I left it on the desk just before we kicked it over. You thought we broke a bottle of booze? That's the terrible thing that was going to befall us. No. Yes. The terrible thing would be if the bottle broke and we couldn't drink it. (laughs) Huh? Drink? Yeah. Am I to expect any more fisticuffs out of you, Doctor? Hand over the bottle, you bony bastard. Here. Have you know that many women have found me quite attractive? Although not as many women as in this book. (laughs) Have you been snooping in my stuff? My nature. Don't make it right. Better be careful. I know at least one of these husbands owns a gun. Sure, he's mild-mannered now, but when he finds out that you've been touching his wife... Well, that might just make him jump the ledge. Didn't I tell you to get out of town? I can't. Not yet. Crow. You are bad for business. Not your business. It looks like it's been hopping around here. Yeah, not in a good way. Look, Menno, Pete. I'm sorry that Harlan died, but I had nothing to do with his death or any of the other calamitous events that have befallen this town. Maybe not, Doc, but you gotta admit, it sure don't look like your arrival's a coincidence. No, 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 and it's not. 
but I'm beginning to realize that someone else is pulling all of the strings here. Who? That is what I intend to find out. Incidentally, you know I would have beaten you if I hadn't cast that spell earlier. Yeah, sure, Crow. No, no, really. Necromancy, that's the blackest of magic, you know, really takes its toll. (laughs) One arm wrestle? Can I use this hand? Oh! Oh! No! Put that thing away! Gives me the heebie-jeebies! Oh, man. You might want to put a band-aid on that laceration. Oh, no, 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 still recuperating, you know, from commanding dark forces and all that. I'm sorry. What was it you said you were doing in here? Necromancy. Bringing back the dead. I had to question the Edisons about their involvement in all this. But they're dead! Yes, that's why I had to use necromancy. This might be a dumb question, Crow, but... Hmm? If you can raise the dead... Well, why didn't you just reanimate Emily's corpse and ask her what happened? Couldn't be done, Meadow. She was too far decayed, and she'd been buried on consecrated ground. There are rules to these sorts of things, you know. I'd have thought the basic rule would be, don't raise the dead. Yes. Well, that is the first rule. When one breaks that rule, there are all sorts of other regulations, ordinances, and such... There's a surprisingly large amount of bureaucracy when it comes to the spirit world. Huh. Well, do me a favor, Doc, and let's not have a conversation like this one ever again. Done. One more question before we seal this chapter, all right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you raise the Mr. and Mrs. from the dead, where'd they go? Well, they were on the autopsy table that we knocked over. What's that sound? That's just wrong. I love you so much. I love you. I'm sorry I betrayed you. Well, I guess it won't be an open casket funeral after all. Odd. Odd? What could be odder than decapitated heads making out on the floor? They went without a fuss. Normally they kick and scream to stay, and they have to use a banishment spell to get rid of the sods. There is something terribly wrong in this town. Odd. I'll give you that. Aside from the obvious, what makes you say that? Even the dead don't want to live in Wormwood. To be continued on the next episode of Wormwood. produced by Habit Forming Films, LLC, featuring the talented cast of Season 1 regular and supporting roles. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Parozzi as Rachel Nolan and Sparrow, Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder, Coralie Nickars as Emily Saunders, Deidre Frost, and Margaret Roosevelt, Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Phineas Tibbert, Bob Gildenstern, Mr. Bressier, and your announcer, Rob Grindlinger, as Sheriff Tom Bradley, Steve Haskell, Cedric Bloomington, and 
Julian Callender, Peter Dirksen as Jimmy Details, Jonesy, and Harlan Panic, Zachary Fawkes as Charles Edison, Brent Saunders, and Reginald Bloomington, Cheyenne Besides as Katrina Edison, Lamora Haskell, Emily Bloomington, and Sister George, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley and Peggy Nolan, Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan and young Cedric Bloomington, Dave Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel and Jonathan Kidder, and Chris Blaylock as Dr. Pete Menno. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Staff writers, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaugh, Tiffany K. Whitney, and Rick Beta. Executive producers, David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. Sound effects engineered by Chris Sahakian. Copyright 2007, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast and writers and individual episode credits, visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. Necromancy, that's the blackest of magic, you know, it really takes its toll. You're listening to Tuesday Terrors on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is our weekly anthology for science fiction and fantasy with Wednesday Wonders. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of amazing audio, or find the Wednesday Wonders feed in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network, listening and imagining together.